Welcome to the Myokinetic Podcast. This is a place where you can find hope to help you overcome your pain and injury. I'm your host, Dr. Natty Vandersack. All right, everyone, welcome to the Myokinetic Podcast. Today we have Coach Ray Oliver from East Orange High School. I know Coach Ray for probably the past three years. Um, he's one of the most outstanding guys I've ever met. Super passionate about football, but even more passionate about his kids, his student athletes. Um, I know Ray personally, and I know he invested in, in all his kids in their future and trying to give them the platform to just be better than who they potentially think they can be. So I think it's very important to have someone like Ray to come on the podcast. So Ray, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That it's, uh, it's a pleasure. Um, I don't think that intro does a little does you justice because I know oh. you've done a lot for the community. So can you just give us a little bit of your background of where you were um, and how you got here? Well, let me say this first. I think the intro was awesome because uh, people like me uh, don't do it for that. So just to have a sheer regular introduction is huge. Uh, so I thank you for having me. Um, my uh, background is in uh, I'm an educator and uh, I have taught in East Orange for Wow, going back to, I started in 95. And so I've always taught in East Orange and I've always been into football. I played at uh, Orange High School, actually. And then I played at Kane, uh, which is now Kane University, but it used to be Kane College where uh, my wife is a graduate as well. And uh, so in 95 to 96, I started subbing in East Orange for a year, and I was hired as a football coach. And uh, it was an awesome experience. Um, I learned a lot. There was a lot of older people there, and uh, they were able to really show me the ropes. Uh, but going forward, um, I wanted more, and I wanted to learn more. Um, I think uh, I was able to stay in East Orange as a coach for years, and then I moved on. And I went from East Orange to St. Mary's. In Rutherford, and from St. Mary's, I went to Queen of Peace, which is now closed, which is down the street from St. Mary's. And then, uh, so I had to learn the parochial style, which is a lot different. I didn't go to a Catholic school, so I had to learn their their um, customs and norms. And then uh, after that, I came back to East Orange for a year, I think, and then I moved on to Roselle, and then I coasted uh, some of the other bigger parochial schools. Um, 2011, I went to Bergen Catholic. From there, my son, I live in Montclair, and my son was a rising senior. And I had missed, because Bergen Catholic had a national schedule, we would fly around the country, I was missing time with my oldest. So I decided to come home, and I coached him for a year, and um, then I wanted to leave. I wanted to actually give it up. Mm-hmm. But my daughter was a rising senior in Montclair, and she kind of you know, gave me the guilt trip about, well, you did it for uh, Ray Ray, so you need to stay for me. And that was, a, that was, I think, the beginning of me opening my eyes to other things. She came in one day and said, Mom and Dad, I want a fence. Mm-hmm. And I immediately asked her, what's wrong with our fence? Mm-hmm. And she said, no, I want a fence. And that was our introduction to a, a world that uh, we were not privy to. And she knew nothing about. But as we always tell our kids, you, you put your head down and you bite on your mouthpiece and you go forward. And whatever's for you will come. And she did. So uh, we stuck around with her. Um, luckily, she graduated. She had very good grades. She was able to go to Penn State and become the first African-American female to be captain. 
And from there, she was able to go to Nottingham University for a master's and be the first uh, African-American in Captainette squad and lead them to the highest they've ever been in terms of what they call the, um, they have an equivalent to the NCAAs over there. Mm -hmm. And she did very, very well and placed second out of everyone. So, uh, and, and, and again, she has a passport that's real with a bunch of stamps, mm. China twice, Spain, all over the world. So, uh, my, um, I've learned in the last probably 20 years, uh, as much as the kids that I support and teach because, um, we never stop growing. And, uh, the biggest thing I learned in do sports is that all these children are the same, no matter where they're from. Mm -hmm. It's just usually the difference is their starting point. Mm -hmm. So when I left the parochial schools and some of the uh, quote-unquote uh, better schools or more financially stable schools, my mission in East Orange was to offer to those kids what the other kids get. Mm -hmm. So that's exposure to people like you. That's exposure to uh, some of the better facilities, um, information. Uh, we've never had kids doing yoga before, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is huge, and they bought into it. But I think more importantly, the biggest change in the culture in East Orange is that we were able to get them to buy into academics. And uh, we have a 98.2 graduation rate since I've mm -hmm. been here. And our uh, academic, our, our uh, team GPA is is hovering now because COVID had kind of dipped a little bit. But we're still at, I want to say, 84, no, 89, I'm sorry, 89 uh uh, GPA percentile. We were in the 90s, but because of COVID, things kind of got crazy. But uh, so we're working, mm -hmm. and the idea is that we wanted to let these kids know. Uh, as I, it's funny because I'm looking, I'm looking over your shoulder, and I see Devin McCourty's mm -hmm. jersey and all that, and I talk to these guys often. And their biggest thing is that let the kids know they can do it. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're doing. We're on that mission. I don't know how long I'll be there because there's other things I want to do in life, but. Mm -hmm. Right now, they have my undivided attention. I mm -hmm. think we've done at least a respectable job to let them know that they're they're as worthy as anyone else to receive anything that anybody gets. Mm -hmm. And and I love that. Um, I like the fact that you point out every kid has a different starting point, which is, I think, applied to anything in life. I mean, mm -hmm. in, in my field too, right? I mean, mm -hmm. any ACL injury is, is different. It's unique. It's individualized. Um when it comes to the culture you're creating in West, I'm sorry, in East Orange, mm -hmm. um, when you assess that someone is having a slower starting point than someone else's, what 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 are the the first things that you would like to do to make sure that the kids are able to get to the baseline as mm -hmm. their peers? Mm -hmm. And what what are you installing in their thinking mm -hmm. to make sure that like, hey, here's where you are right now, here's where everybody is. Let's get you up here. That's and right. how do you empower right. them? Like, what, what is that conversation like? Right. So I think the first thing I let them know is that I don't know it all. Because a lot of times when people need you or lean on you, they expect you to have all the answers. And I think that's, a, that's an, uh, one of the things that kids need to understand that uh, you don't have to have all the answers, but just know how to go get the information. Mm. It's a very humbling but fair perspective to have because a lot of the kids, um, we kind of live in a, in a vacuum. Mm. And uh, for a lot of reasons, and, and rightfully so, right? But the main thing is that kids need to understand that uh, although we have different starting points, there are some similarities and some characteristics that never change. And as you and I talked about before, like the uh, seven habits of highly successful people, 
Uh, that doesn't change. Now, how you do it and how you get to that. Uh, so uh, starting with the end in mind is one of the things they talk about in Seven Habits, mm-hmm. of, right? And that means starting your day or starting your process of anything with where you want to end up and then work backwards. And those things are very important because when you do that, you no longer look at where you start at. Mm-hmm. What you do is you look at where you want to be and then you implement everything you need to get to that. And then when you put your head out the sand, you may end up doing more work than other people. But at the same time, you're not focused on how much work you have to do. Mm-hmm. You're focused from one dot to the next, to the next, to the next. And and I think that's a yeoman's task because this generation is the cook, you know, it's the microwave era. It's immediate gratification. And a lot of the p- kids don't learn to take their time and plot at things. And, uh, and in urban environments, it's really not their fault because a lot of the people who are teaching them mm. are kids themselves. Most of the parents have had children at young ages, and they only can show them what they know. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they are keeping the best kids at home and sending you those children. Mm-hmm. That's all they got. So at the end of the day, we need to make sure that the kids don't focus on what they don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that really starts with love. And when I say love, I don't mean that in a, in a, in a way where it's um, cookie cutter. I'm talking about real support. Um, un- words like unconditional means everything mm-hmm. in a town like East Orange. That means good, bad, or indifferent. I'll still rock with you. I'll mm-hmm. still be there with you. And uh, I think that's the stuff that's missing in all levels of sports because when you take away the dollar sign, when you take away the the monetary gain, you're left with core values. Mm -hmm. And if your core values aren't sound enough to really speak to what's needed, then the people are misguided with why they're there. So um, overall, I think the number one thing to do with anybody in our environment, it could be Newark, it could be Camden, it could be Patterson, is let them know that we need to really look at where you want to go and what you need to do to get there. So what that means, that means that information is paramount, mm-hmm. right? And usually we're not, we're not privy to the information, right? If, 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 if Raiden doesn't know you, if my son doesn't get to meet you or people like you, mm-hmm. they don't really understand how important rest is. Mm-hmm. Um, the rotation of your certain body parts remain to your position as opposed to just their father telling them or their local youth football coach that stuff is cool, but to, to bridge the gap between the has and the has-nots, mm-hmm. we need to understand that we need to expose them to everything that everyone else is getting. So um, it's, it's a process, but that's what we do. We focus on the individual, mm-hmm. not the group. And then the group kind of, you know, uh, produces. Yeah. It kind of takes care of itself, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And I love when you I, – I, I love talking about, you know, having the end in mind because, you know, in my background, I obviously – Growing up as an immigrant, went to community college, went to Maryland, you know, got my doctorate. You know, it's it's never just what I don't have, like you said. But I think my wife kind of reminded me this that not everyone think like I do, because I can. Facts. I can. I I'm literally can be very content. Like today, I can just go take a bus home. Doesn't bother me. Doesn't. Sure. Fa- I used to walk to take the bus. Mm-hmm. So, to me. Um, a lot of people, again, we're, we're in a different society now where everyone's looking at what what they don't have rather than what they have, mm-hmm. right? And everything, uh, the one thing I say to myself every morning is, you know, enjoy what you have. And like that, that's a powerful statement, um, especially when I get 
kids, Raiden's age, coming in high school age. You know, I love I love this face because I get and they moldable. I can really get to talk to them. That's I can right. tell them like, hey, listen, man, we really like. I don't need to tell you that your knee is is is, is injured, <laughs> mm-hmm. but what I can tell you is that other aspect of your body is is doing well, right? And I think that's what we need to focus on. It's like, all right, if this is doing well, I'm not as broken as. Mm-hmm. You know, Google right. say I am, right, right, WebMD right. say I am, right? Or other people saying I am. Uh, if anything, like, oh man, I'm kind of stronger than what I thought. Absolutely. Walking in. And um, just to have that kind of environment, um, you know, like you said, t- just taking care of the individual, then the, the I guess the tribe will take care of itself. Absolutely. Um, and just go back to what you were saying that we're at the age now where there's so much information that readily available to us the biggest impact that it can has on us is that it's even the playing field for everybody. The only difference is, is that there are kids who are just really good at executing it, mm-hmm. right? And we're just kind of going back to just the seven habit of highly effective people. The big, the biggest thing is, is you know, just do the little things that you know you're in control. For Absolutely. me, I make a point to make my bed every morning. Absolutely, I'm tired, it's Saturday. I mean, making your bed is probably the easiest excuse you can do. You can argue like, I'm going to get back in bed tonight. Why do I need to make it right now in the morning, right? But it set the tone that, hey, here's a little thing that I can control. I'm going to do it, Mm -hmm. right? And for me, if we can just just share that little moment with kids, like, hey, dude, just do that. But, you know, it it speaks to the preparation and the level of discipline, Uh right? See, those little things are myopic, but yet they they broaden the view, the bigger view of Mm -hmm. discipline. So a lot of times when we talk to kids, they don't even fathom or figure out or understand why you're telling them to do certain Mm -hmm. things. And the old school way was, you know, just do what I tell you, right? But this... In this world of information, you, there needs to be uh, a disclaimer involved. And you need to let young, the youth know that, first of all, you're doing things that are immediate, but there's a greater good. Mm-hmm. And then we need to explain it. Um, there's a theory out there that says that most people don't learn things until they do it 7 to 25 times, right? Mm-hmm. And those create habits. Yeah. So if that's true... They'll never get why it's important to make their bed. They'll never get why it's important to have the routine of getting up, brushing your teeth, making your bed, then going to wherever you got to go, mm-hmm. as opposed to one day you'll wake up and brush your teeth and make your bed. Then one day you'll wake up and brush, make your bed and brush your teeth. Then one day you may forget to do both. Mm-hmm. And that's why the routine is, is, is key with anything. Mm-hmm. But once they see that there is a benefit to that type of philosophy, then you, then you go into the level of quieting your mind. Because all information is not good information. The things we see on TV and the images we see on TV have an indelible effect Mm -hmm. on how people think, feel, and value themselves. So if I'm looking at a kid that's next to me uh, and he kind of goes through the same paces that I go through in life, but yet he appears to have more than me, then now that's my level of uh, atonement. I want to reach that Mm -hmm. without all the information. And what happens is we don't really get to really value uh, ourselves because we put others, things, and people in front of us. Mm-hmm. Well, I think one of the biggest gifts I ever learned from my mother, who was a single parent, was that um, we didn't know we were poor. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We didn't know we, what we didn't have because mm-hmm. everything we had, we had enough of. 
And then those times that we didn't, especially when I was really young, have enough, we never had a feeling of disparity. Mm-hmm. We never, if anything, we circled the wagons and we kept moving together. And then we saw the fruits of her labor, working two jobs and making sure that I had things. So one of the things that, uh, there are certain things that are known synonymous with the hood, right? Mm-hmm. Particularly black families, right? Uh, certain things we eat, certain things we drink. And I never understood why my mother didn't let me drink it mm-hmm. or, let, or let me eat it. And it usually it was it was a... Um, a price thing. Like, in other words, it was cheaper to get that stuff. Mm-hmm. But my mother already knew that, um, you know, it wasn't healthy for us. Mm-hmm. So she never gave it to us. And here I am because I was valuing what other people valued. I felt like she wasn't treating me right and giving me the things. So, but as I got older, I realized that it's all about um, personal attainment. You need to really make sure that what you need, you have. Mm-hmm. After that, you go get what you really need to move on, but break the cycles. And I think it's a it's a it's a big perspective, but it's really not because mm-hmm. it goes back to making your bed every yeah. day. It goes, you know what I'm saying it goes back to eating your vegetables yep. and saying your prayers. When college coaches call me all the time in recruitment, they ask about certain kids and they ask me, "Well, coach, you know, you're doing such a good job. What do you really tell the kids?" And there's only a few core things, and I mean this with my heart: love you, kiss your mother at night, say your prayers, eat your vitamins. This is the adult show, so keep a condom on mm-hmm. and watch your mouth because words mean things, right? Mm-hmm. There's consequences. That's the core. Everything else to kind of feed from that. And not that it's those five things in particular that they need to do and then they'll end up, you know, at, at Notre Dame. No, what it'll do is it gives you a baseline of how to function mm-hmm. and then everything else comes after that. So uh, I, I do I do like the analogy of making your bed. I do understand those things, mm-hmm. and I think there's a there's a real need for that type of perspective. Yeah, it's also build this um, compound effect, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's if you can make your bed, you can brush your teeth, you're already taking care of what you can take care of your own, right? Mm-hmm. Being in control. I think that's, I think as far as um, a human human needs, you know, you 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 need that sense of validation and control, right? Mm-hmm. And again, if you if you go outside. Chances are everything is not in your control. Mm-hmm. When you're in your home, take care of yourself, right? And mm-hmm. once you accumulate that compound effect, then you can be uh, you can be an effective leader. You cannot lead someone else if you can't lead yourself. Mm-hmm. It's all start with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm 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 big into reading like philosophy book now, and it's mm-hmm. all about just you know conquer yourself, right? Uh, I mean, I, I read this one passage, absolute great passage, uh, was uh, Alexander the Great. Coming across, there's a man standing in front of him and his his army. Um, one of his sergeant screaming at the man, say, "Hey, this man have conquered the world. You need to move. What have you done?" The man looked at him respectfully. Respectfully reply, "I have conquered the needs to conquer the world." And to me, that was so powerful. Absolutely, absolutely. Because that's that's it. You know, that's you right. can conquer yourself. Everything else kind of take care of itself. Absolutely. Right? Um, what's interesting about that statement is that what I get out of it is the fact that I've already surpassed the need to want to do that mm-hmm. because I, I found value in what I do and who I am. So I don't have to. And that's heavy. Mm-hmm. That's a perspective that, that, that takes time to get to. Yeah. You know, that's the yin thing. You know, I dig it. Yeah. And, you know, with, with, with just building up from, from, I guess this generation, like just based on what your mom was saying that you guys didn't know that you didn't have all this thing, right? I always like to look it back like 
how do you know what you want or what you need if you don't know exactly what you have right now? It's all about coming back to reflecting. Like, Absolutely. what is it exactly do you have that you think you need to get something else, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you you can always say you want more money, but mm-hmm. what is the money it's going to do for you, Absolutely. right? And you know, more money, more problems if you don't know anything about yourself and you know the the people you with. Mm-hmm. And I, I like how you just foster this kind of thinking mm-hmm. because at the end of the day. People need to be challenged, you know, mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. And you know, I try to do that myself every single day. And all the athletes that we work with, mm-hmm. you know, we we try to challenge their ways. Like, all right, yeah, you want to play football, but what else? Absolutely. Like, if I ask why five times mm-hmm. to any of my kids, mm-hmm. by the time we get to the the third why, they have no answer for me. Absolutely, they're just like, oh yeah, well because so and so. Like, why? So so what we do in East Orange is. Uh, when I got there, uh, I, I remember <laughs> the day I got hired, one of the people in the school was telling was asking me a question of, um, what are you going to do to get these kids offers in college? You know, what are you going to do to bring these colleges around? Because for some reason, um, they really weren't coming to these students like that. They were for a while, and then for some reason, they, that type of opportunity dissipated. And I thought about it because I felt challenged. You know, right? and, and that's something that I never really felt because I, I – I felt like they were asking me a question more about me than about what I can do, mm-hmm. right? Almost like it was like I needed to have an introspective, you know, perspective on what's going on. And what we've done, what I've come up with is the fact that I never ever talk offers. Never did, never will. What I what we talk in these stars are acceptance letters. Right? How many acceptance letters can a kid get? What does that mean? That means the foundation of of academics, uh solid SATs or ACT scores. Core values when you talk when you write those letters gets you in the school. Not that you can kick a ball, not that you can throw a ball, not that you can knock someone down. That's extra. And what that did was it took the focus off the sport and put the focus on them, their level of responsibility, mm-hmm. how much the parents are supporting with their 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 academic endeavors. And once we turn that corner, the first year was tough, but after that we turned the corner pretty quick. And the kids are now really focusing. So what we started doing was we had we, we talked about the amount of kids that were played on a football team that were going to play college football. But more importantly, we talked about all the kids that were going to college in general mm-hmm. that will never, ever pick up a football again mm-hmm. or put a cleat on. You follow me? Or, mm-hmm. or eye black under their eyes. And that was a perspective that I think we, we gained more traction with. Mm-hmm. And overall, the bottom line is that there's value. Football, golf, conversation is really just a vehicle to really, and it becomes a microcosm of life. Mm-hmm. If you don't know how to put the chips where they need to be, because everybody could play cards, but everybody can't win. Mm-hmm. And we can say what you want to say about anybody that you want to look at. Look at the results. And that's all I ask people if you ever decide to look at me. Mm-hmm. Have, have the results been there? Are the kids happy with their experience? Um, one, of the, one of the biggest things I will say, forget the kids that's going to Rutgers and have offers from Purdue and Michigan. Um, we have a young lady on our team. She's been there for two years mm-hmm. and hasn't missed a day. Loves it. She wrestles for me. She plays football. Beautiful young lady. And that speaks more to me because that means I have an environment that she feels welcome. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a good old boys network. Mm-hmm. And the guys have to embrace her. Uh, not even as a sister, but just as a teammate. 
Mm-hmm. And I think those type of lessons will will they will serve them well when they're in the corporate world or when they're in other environments where you can take away the gender and just look at the professional. Mm-hmm. And that's where if you look at what's going on now from the governor of New York to everybody, there's a lot of accusations about things that are going on and people aren't able to uh, deal with each other on an even playing field, mm-hmm. right? Either the money is an issue, your gender is an issue, your race is an issue, mm-hmm. and they never get down to the person. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've been able to create, an environment where we look at the person. So if she is not a good football player, that's okay. Is she a good person? Mm-hmm. I always tell people I have decent coaches on my team, on my staff, but I have very good teachers, mm-hmm. very good men, very good men that you wouldn't mind bringing home and having a conversation with. So I, I think those things probably carry more than uh, – how fast a guy can run, mm-hmm. and because uh, all those things, when that air is out that ball, and you, know, you can't line up on that fifty yard line no more, mm-hmm. um, what did you bring to the table? And and that really reflects on me. What was I able to put in their tool belt to make sure that whatever goes on, they can pull out the right tool and respond. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you, Doc. Of course. Hopefully, and we could do it again, man. Yeah, of course. Well, listen, thank you for your time. I know you got to run, Absolutely. but we got to do this again. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to our episode. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Let us know what you think and leave us a review. See you next time.